1: Hour number two indeed underway now, nine minutes past 10 o'clock. We'll take you until 11. Then you'll hear Mike Gallagher's reaction, everything that happened yesterday, followed by Prager's and Medved's and Seculos and Elders. Matter of fact, you're going to get a taste of Larry Elder's reaction early because he's going to join me one half hour from now at about 1035, 1040. Joining us now, next reactions to the uh, Supreme Court testimony offered yesterday and the theatrics. Um. Uh, this morning in the Senate Judiciary Committee meeting in which they were scheduled to vote at 9.30 on uh, moving um, uh, Judge Kavanaugh to the full Senate for a vote. Several Democrat uh, committee members have walked out, and as of uh, last check, they have postponed this vote to 1.30 this afternoon. Joining us with that reaction is Rob Frost, the chairman of the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County. Rob, good morning.
2: Good morning, Bob. Good to be on with you this morning.
1: Good to talk to you as well. Before we get into that news of the day and how you think, Rob, the um, uh, story that played out yesterday and uh, the ongoing story of this vote is going to impact the elections in November, which is a uh, big part of what you're concerned with, I wanted to say thank you for a wonderful program last night out at the um, uh, Country Club in Chagrin Falls. Uh, what a wonderful event, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony for, uh, for the Republican
2: Party. Well, thank you, Bob, for those comments, but thank you for joining us and helping us helping make us. Uh, it's such a uh, successful evening, and uh, we were so very honored to have your colleague on air, Peter Kersenow, uh with us. Uh, you introduced him, of course, and uh, one of our current class of inductees. It was a, just a fabulous evening all the way
1: around. It, it, it really was. It was just great to be in such a distinguished room of, of dedicated citizens and community members, and, and yes, party members who are trying to advance uh, the principles of the Republican Party, which are the principles of the Constitution of the United States. Um, all right, Rob, uh, first, uh, if you, I don't know if you want to go chronologically and react to what happened yesterday, or if you want to go out of order and talk about what's going on this morning. As the Democrats continue the policies of obstruction and resistance, by walking out on what was scheduled to be a vote this morning?
2: Well, that uh, that obstruction resistance is no surprise. Remember, they did this on the first day of the hearings. Uh, they were going to do it no matter who the nominee was. Uh, you know, as you said, uh, stop uh, Judge Blank from being uh, confirmed uh, to the Supreme Court uh, was their strategy even before President Trump named a nominee. Uh, President Trump named an incredibly qualified nominee, uh, he's done a fabulous job throughout these confirmation hearings under just unbelievable, vicious, disgusting attacks. Uh, and they can't stand it. The, the Democrats are having a nervous breakdown and throwing a temper tantrum right now. Uh, but it is no surprise. They started out on day one of the hearings with it, and they're continuing on through uh, their behavior. And, and ultimately, uh, they're going to lose, and then we'll probably see an even bigger te- temper tantrum. But we will also see. Uh, the result from the voters of this country, uh, we, we must confirm Brett Kavanaugh to the court. Uh, the Judiciary Committee uh, needs to uh, vote positively and send it to the floor. But if they don't, if they can't get a committee vote done, uh, there's precedent for that. It can still move right to the floor, uh, and the will vote on his confirmation. So no need to be worried. It's just the Democrats showing themselves to be as transparently uh, hysterical uh, as they have been throughout this process.
1: Rob, um, let's go a little deeper into that. I asked Peter this question uh, in the first segment of my show today, um, and a lot of people seem to feel this way. As a matter of fact, we could talk about it in both directions. Um, A lot of Republicans and a lot of analysts who are are independent uh, have said, if the Republican majority in the Senate cannot get Brett Kavanaugh confirmed, Republican voters are going to react in a horrible way. They're going to be so livid and so furious and so frustrated with the lack of action from the majority that they put in place that they're going to be hesitant to come out in force in November, figuring what, what good is it going to do if we keep the majority or if we add more because they're not doing their jobs anyway. The flip side of that is what we're seeing now. Peter said it last night at, our, at, at, the, at the event, and he said it again this morning. There is an energy now. Um, that it appears they're going to get Kavanaugh confirmed. And there is an anger and a fury and just a, you know, a, a righteous indignation that is going to swamp the, the polls because Republicans are so furious and so disgusted by these horrendous, sleazy tactics the Democrats are employing that they want to go out and vote now uh, more than they ever have before. Do you see it that way?
2: I do, and, and I really give kudos to our Senate leadership uh, for what they have done. I mean, who would have thought, uh, about 18 months ago, uh, that Lindsey Graham would be viewed as uh, as our, our conservative hero uh, when he was one of the very reluctant Trumpers, if not a never-Trumper, <laughs> certainly one of the more critical ones on certain issues as uh, President Trump was taking office. Um, but he stood up yesterday uh, emotionally, forcefully, properly, uh, but also using logic and argument for what was right and it was needed. Uh, it was. He is absolutely our hero uh, in in one regard, as are others. Uh, Chairman Chuck Grassley uh, and uh, and Majority Leader McConnell, they are doing their jobs. Now we need them to do their jobs all the way on through to getting the job done of confirming Brett Kavanaugh to the court, uh, and we can't assume that. Uh, mm-hmm. We need to stay on them. We need to call all of our senators, not just the ones on the Republican side of the aisle. Uh, maybe it's a more positive, friendly call uh, than one. Uh, asking them to change their minds, uh, as it would be to a Democrat, uh, but reinforce uh, with your senators and with your with your House members. There, they're part of this Congress too. They don't have a vote on confirmation, uh, but to see what else happened this week. Uh, coming right out of Northeast Ohio with a strong, forceful delegation going to uh, going to Washington D.C. saying that Jim Jordan needs to be the next Speaker of the U.S. House. Uh, Bob, he may be the only Speaker who could actually get an agenda passed. Uh, in line with what we need done with uh, with the type of backbone we're seeing now on a consistent basis to be working with President Trump. And it's an exciting time. It should energize Republicans going into these midterms uh, with just over a month left. But they are actually seeing leadership. Now all we need to do is see more of that. You know, Tell our Republicans, we like what you're doing for once. We need more of this, uh, gentlemen and ladies.
1: Uh, Co- uh, Chairman, uh, Fra- Rob Frost of the Republican Party of Kaga Cal- County is our guest, and we're talking about some of the, uh, uh, the elections, uh, coming up in November and some of the races. Can you give us just an update on where things stand and what the RPCC is doing for the likes of, um, you know, Jim AC against Sherrod Brown, for the likes of Beverly Goldstein challenging Marsha Fudge, Anthony Gonzalez? I mean, I go on and on, uh, Steve Kraus and others who are all trying to, um, uh, you know, continue to, uh, to make, turn more blue seats red and in order to keep some of the red seats red as well can you give us an update on some of those races and how you think they're going
2: yeah absolutely um well our candidates are out there uh, forcefully in the field we're working with them uh primarily one of the big things we do is work on coordinated mail uh with those candidates and with coordinated volunteer activities uh, we have just opened up uh two victory centers uh now so for a total of three uh in cuyoga county uh, in Middleburg Heights, in Strongsville, and in Lindhurst. Um, we're working with those candidates uh, at those locations. Uh, we were out with Anthony Gonzalez and uh, the, the guy who's going to be our next lieutenant governor in Ohio, John Husted, uh, last weekend for a grand opening uh, in Strongsville, and we'll be having our grand opening at our uh, at our Lindhurst location uh, tomorrow, uh, and uh, we'll be out there working with uh, with the candidates as well. And what people need to remember is uh, voting isn't just over a month away uh, voting is only a couple of weeks away because voting right. begins on uh, on october 10th and so uh, we absolutely have to be out there working now talking to voters uh if people would like to come on out tomorrow we're going to be at 54 four four uh, mayfield road <coughs> excuse me mayfield road uh, at noon tomorrow come on out for our uh, grand opening and join us for that. We would love to be with you. Uh, what our candidates are doing and what we're doing with them. Um, where we have a seat uh, that we hold, like uh, the 16th district that Jim uh, Renese currently represents, uh, but it's now an open seat. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two challengers uh, from our side, it's uh, it's Anthony Gonzalez, um, is working. He's running, and I really applaud him. He's running as a conservative. Um, he 's not running away from that he 's not running towards the middle after winning a primary, and he did have a contested primary um, he's running in a conservative in a conservative district and uh, we're glad to see that. but you mentioned two others, Steve Krauss and Beverly goldstein they are running as conservatives in very tough districts um, That's right. and they' are, they're get, they're getting headlines they're getting attention they're challenging their opponents to debate. Um, we need them out there we value what they're doing. Um, Beverly, Steve are our endorsed candidates in each of those races and uh, and I encourage people um engage with them and uh, and help them uh with those campaigns as we are doing. Also um, want to talk uh, oh, go ahead.
1: Well, I just wanted to ask one last question of you, and I know you are the chair of the Republican Party, so you're working on behalf of Republican candidates, so if this question is out of line and you can't really do much with it, tell me so. But I just wanted to ask, are you and is the party able to do anything about Issue 1? One? one of the inductees last night, Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor, talked about it at the uh, at the uh, Hall of Fame uh, festivities last night. She also wrote a wonderful op-ed that I read on the air last week about this, about the dangers of Issue 1. So I just wondered if you or anybody in the uh, uh, RPCC anything about that Uh,
2: we do Uh, we uh, unlike the ORP we don't have provisions in our local bylaws to do uh, meetings by phone uh, but we did at the Ohio Republican Party level um, and have endorsed against uh, issue one so uh, we will be spreading that message out there um, that uh, well we'll be be meeting soon I I presume and I'm going to be voting I I should say uh, to endorse against issue one Um, that's the way we're going to get that done working with our state party organization. Uh, We need issue one to be defeated. This is going to gut uh, the provisions that we have that individuals like Maureen O'Connor or locally Judge Joan Sinnenberg have been working on with our drug courts and getting addicts into treatment while putting criminals behind bars. Uh, That's an important distinction there. Um, But the other thing it would do is, as I've heard uh, Mike DeWine say a number of times, is it would take away the ability of law enforcement to jail an offender who's carrying around uh, enough fentanyl to kill 10,000 people. It would, in a ridiculous fashion, with this epidemic that we're facing and the scourge of that drug, uh, take away the criminality of that judge and the ability of law enforcement to enforce penalties on those individuals. A ludicrous proposal, one that has been endorsed and embraced by the Democrat nominee for governor, and one that has to be defeated and, and to which his campaign should be attached.
1: I completely concur, and, and Rob, I love that phrasing. That's exactly what we're trying to do here. It's not about just lock the world up. It's get addicts to treatment and criminals to prison. That's what has to happen, and that uh, that issue, if it passes, is not going to do that. It's going to get people dead, and it's going to have more and more crime in this state uh, as the drug traffic increases. Uh, Rob Frost, chairman of the uh, RPCC, really, really great to chat with you. Thank you again for last night. It was an honor to be invited and included in the festivities last night, Rob, and we'll talk again as we get closer to Election
3: Day.
2: Let me get a quick plug-in for Peter Corgan for County Executive. I'd love to talk with you more about him. He'll be out there with us again, 5404 Mayfield Road in Winhurst tomorrow. We're actually starting at 11. Our program will be at noon. We'll go to 1 p.m. Hope to see people out there.
1: And you can count on it. We'll definitely talk about him uh, on the air in the coming days. Thank you, Rob.
2: Thanks.
1: Rob Frost joining us. It's 1021. We'll get out here, get a check of your traffic. We'll come back and get a few of your phone calls before Larry Elder joins us after the 1030 news right here on AM 1420, The Answer. 10:26. Now the Bob France Authority continues. Let's get a few more of your reactions to what happened yesterday. Uh, we'll go to who's been here the longest? Uh, Doug in Bedford. Doug, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Go right ahead, sir. Good
3: morning. Good morning, Bob. Hey, uh, two
4: comments. First, okay. I think I think Grassley was a total disaster yesterday. He read that opening statement like he had never seen it before. Second. You never hire a prosecutor to get your answers. Her sympathies lie with the defendant. They should have found the best sexual abuse defense attorney and got that person in there asking the question.
1: I disagree, Doug, and I'll tell you why. Because if they put a a sexual abuse defense attorney, it's going to make it look like they think Judge Kavanaugh was guilty and they needed a defense attorney to defend him. Totally disagree. 100% disagree. Having a sex crime prosecutor there to look at that uh, in a different way, uh, meaning she normally goes after sexual offenders, is the right thing to do. And then when that uh, prosecutor, Mitchell, at the end of it all, says when she met with the Republicans, 51 Republicans, last night, there is no way I would ever have brought a case against him. In fact, I would never even have fi- filed for a search warrant because there is so, such a lack of evidence here. Lack of evidence, lack of corroboration. It means more coming from a sex crimes prosecutor than it would from a sex crimes defendant. Thank you for the call, Doug. Just wholly disagree with you on that one. John in Parma, you're next. Hi, John. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, hey, Bob.
5: Yeah. Just yeah, give me points if I could. Uh, I had the pleasure of going with Lisa Woods on the bus trip to DC on Wednesday. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, and, I'm
1: listening. Uh, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta go.
5: Yeah, the air was electric. Thunderous cheers for Jordan, and Kavanaugh, on the Tea Party. And I think it's gonna go through today, but you know what Trump's genius would be for the next time he appoints or recommends a uh a Supreme Court would be to recommend a woman. What would the Dems do? How would they treat a woman candidate for this position after what we saw yesterday? They would have no... Uh, no defense to bring up what they did. Uh, you know, I was
1: wondering the same thing. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing earlier this week. What if it had been Amy Coney Barrett, who was on the very, very short yeah. list of the short list of the 25 person list that the president was choosing from? Yeah, what would they have done? And I can't remember who I talked to about it, um, John, but somebody said they wouldn't be able to do the sex crime thing, but they would find something. You know, all their, their intention is to smear. And the attention, yeah. if the intention is to smear, they'll find something. You know, it maybe it wouldn't be sex right. with her. Maybe it would be, you know, something financial or maybe it would be something with personal uh, habits, uh, you know, alcohol, right. I, whatever it is. They would find something because they are just yeah. that low. They'll scrape the bottom of the swamp to find anything they can to try to stop a conservative from being seated in the swing uh, voters, Kennedy's spot. And that's that's what they would do. But I, I'm with you. Yeah, would, what, you know, it would be a lot thing- harder.
5: One yep. last thing, and I totally agree with Dennis Prager. Goodness without courage equals nothing, and Judge Kavanaugh is the personification of both. So God bless him and heal him and his family, and this possibly could be the start of the healing of this greatest nation ever on earth. I okay. pray well.
1: I pray that you are right, my friend. John, thank you for Thanks the call. Well. God bless. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm glad you used that word courage, by the way, even if you're borrowing it from Prager, because you're right. The word I kept hearing over and over and over about um, Christine uh, Blasey Ford yesterday was so courageous for her to come forward. It doesn't take courage to falsely accuse someone. It takes courage to receive those accusations and handle them the way Judge Kavanaugh has handled them. It would have been very easy for Judge Kavanaugh to say, you know what, this job isn't worth this. I can't believe I'm going through this. You all can KMA. I'm out. Courage is standing up in the face of this and fighting back, and that's what Kavanaugh did. The Sage from South Central, Larry Elder, joins me next. 10.35, as we continue the Bob France Authority on AM 1420, The Answer. I cannot hear Lindsey Graham enough, quite frankly. If you
0: wanted an FBI investigation, you could have come to us. What you want to do is destroy this guy's life, hold this seat open, and hope you win in 2020. You've said that, not me. You've got nothing to apologize for. When you see Sotomayor and Kagan, tell them that Lindsey said, oh, because I voted for them. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham.
1: I do, too. That uh, that was one of the most powerful moments in eight-plus hours of testimony, questions, answers, temper tantrums, and more. Lindsey Graham rising up and showing the spine that the Republican Party needed to show. Whoever would have predicted it would be Lindsey Graham who showed it. Joining us now with more reaction, the sage of South Central, Larry Elder, joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Larry, good morning, sir. How are you?
4: Well, I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I'm fantastic. I uh, Once I found out that Jeff Flake was a yes this morning, once I found out Bob Corker was a yes last night, I don't think that Murkowski and Collins will hold out either. I think this is going to get done, and, and hopefully if Tom Cotton is right, Larry, it'll get done early, meaning tomorrow at the latest, and we're not going to wait into next week, giving them another 48 or 72 hours to dredge up more lies
4: almost makes us forget that Lindsey Graham ran for president in 2016 and didn't draw a (laughs) fly.
1: Yeah, right. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what, if he runs in 2024, this is going to be a pivotal moment that's replayed time and time again.
4: Well, it it will be, and uh, he was right to have done it. Uh, And in my opinion, I don't know what you think, but in my opinion, when um, uh, Brett Kavanaugh responded to the allegation uh, with his impassioned defense, he saved not only uh, his nomination to the Supreme Court, Bob, but he saved his career. Because assuming... Uh, these allegations were, were, were deemed to be credible. How did he go back to work on Monday uh, at the second-highest court in the land? Uh, you're a perceived uh, 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 attempted racist. So he salvaged not only his nomination, and the president tweeted uh, after he finished uh, that it was riveting and moving and, and seemed sincere, uh, but he also salvaged, in my opinion, his, his career.
1: I completely agree, and you're right. He could not have gone back. Now, to be honest with you, and if you listen to Blumenthal, which is so, so striking and shocking given the fact that he is a phony Vietnam War hero, uh, he said that if you, if you, if you lie once, tell falsehood once, then you should be believed to be false all the time. Well, it, it, by that nature, if he is an attempted rapist with, uh, Christine Blase Ford, he is a committed multi-time rapist because of the third accuser who said he's a leader of a, of a gang, uh, a gang rape, uh, ring.
4: And as you just pointed out, Blumenthal exaggerated his uh, his war record. He was never in country in Vietnam, uh, said that he was through much of his career. So let's, let's apply the same Blumenthal standard. If you've lied once, you're going to lie all the time. So why should we believe anything Blumenthal has to say? The whole thing is was absolutely absurd. There's no corroboration for the allegation. She doesn't know even the year. She suspects it's the summer. Doesn't know how she got there. Doesn't know how she got back. Didn't tell anybody for almost 30 years and only told her, husband about uh, six years ago, uh, and and uh, you're supposed to stop a nomination uh, of a man who's with an impeccable reputation, a bunch of women who've uh, signed letters and, and said what a great guy he is. Nobody ever made any kind of allegation about this whatsoever. It's a joke, and any man uh, who accepts this must look over his shoulder the rest of his life, because surely we've all done something that a woman could perceive as having been uh, an untoward advance or an untoward touching or what have you. And uh, we're all going to be up for that. Somebody makes an unfounded allegation uh, and nobody does any investigation, no corroboration, and all of a sudden your, your career's ended. It's absurd
1: yeah that's that's Salem you know that's 17th century Salem and that's what we've been talking about you know because we talk about and I had some discussions with women on this and they say well I you know I say what about your son when he is falsely accused someday and the, and the response is well I'm going to teach my son right from the very beginning to always get consent get verbal consent before this that and the other thing and it, it, it's so ridiculous to say that Larry because you don't have to even be in the same room or the same building or ever have met somebody to face an accusation like this and what about how many of us uh, have had girls girlfriends in our teenage years or in our 20s or before getting married and you have a breakup and then maybe you start dating somebody else and the furious angry ex-girlfriend wanting to harm could very easily now say in, in the new standard we have set one of our sexual encounters was not consensual he raped me and all it takes is the allegation now to destroy this person's career we cannot operate like that in a lawful society
4: well, it was it's not really a new standard. It's a standard only for, only for conservatives, not a standard for, uh, for, for uh, Democrats. All the allegations that were made against uh, Bill Clinton, quite specific. Uh, Juanita Broderick was quite specific. She knew where she was. She knew when it was. She knew what happened. Uh, goes on Dateline NBC, makes the allegation. Uh, nobody cared. Didn't, uh, didn't affect uh, Bill Clinton's reputation one iota. Kathleen Willie, same thing. Didn't affect his image one iota. Uh, nobody believed these women, uh, but uh, all these other women ought to be believed. Even Hillary Clinton said, when a woman makes an allegation, she should be believed. And then when some uh, person, not a reporter, asked her about the allegations made against her husband by Kathleen Willey and Paula Jones and Juanita Brochard, he said, well, they should be believed until there's evidence that suggests otherwise. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, what? that's what, we're talking to the sage of South Central, Larry Elder. Uh, you'll hear him tonight, of course, here on AM 1420, The Answer. So, no, you're 100% right, Larry. I want to pick your brain about one other thing here, because I've been playing Lindsey Graham all morning long. I've been playing Brett Kavanaugh all morning long in his righteous indignation, the outrage, that I think think he really needed to show the American people. He's been so kind, so polite, so reserved, not wanting to look like a bully against somebody who is right. making this false allegation. He needed to show the fact that I have been accused of rape, Multiple rapes, if you listen to all three of these things in their totality. And I and, and it is outrageous. But what about Christine Blasey Ford? I have not played any of her testimony. Um, well, what was your takeaway? How believable was she? And, and how do you feel about those who continue to say, including the senators who defended uh, Judge Kavanaugh yesterday, uh, I truly believe something traumatic happened to her. Uh, it's just not Brett Kavanaugh.
4: That's how I look at it. Uh, I, I think something happened to her uh... maybe something happened that summer uh... i I don't think she sat up there and and lied. i think something did happen to her but what that something is i don't know and in my opinion the burden of proof is on her and the presumption of innocence goes to judge uh, kavanaugh she didn't meet her burden uh... he retains his presumption of innocence beyond that i don't know nor is it my job to find out what happened to her uh... all i know is that this guy it seems to me based on all the evidence uh, didn't do what she suspected him of having done, and so as far as I'm concerned, it ought not to uh, impede his ability to get on the Supreme Court.
1: Yeah, I, I do completely concur. Uh, and, and I just, look, I, I, I have a hard time with this Christine Blasey Ford thing. I don't want to say nothing happened to her because I don't know. And as you said, I, I, I don't really need to know. But the fact that she has come forward so... Uh, emphatically, yesterday in, under oath saying 100% it was Brett Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. I find it hard to have sympathy who, who, for someone who is bringing such a faulty, scurrilous, in the midst of her acknowledging I wish I remembered things better. She said that. I wish I had a better memory mm-hmm. than I do of some of these things. There is no corroboration, no evidence after all of that testimony and all of these weeks and all of these allegations. There's nothing to corroborate and she is trying to destroy a man's life and I, I just have a hard time finding sympathy for, for those false statements.
4: Not only is there nothing to corroborate it, but the witnesses that she claims were there have all said they, don't, they know nothing about it. Um, right, uh, including, one, her, uh, including uh, her good friend. Under, under penalty of perjury, her best friend mm-hmm. never, never, was never even informed of, of all of this. So, uh, it, it, you know, if anything, the, the evidence suggests that, uh, that Kavanaugh was not there. So as far as I'm concerned, again, again just fundamental fairness. Uh, you, you, you didn't tell anybody at all for almost 30 years. You don't remember how you got there. don't remember how you got back. Um, And uh, you uh, uh, didn't tell your best friend, didn't go to the cops, didn't go anywhere, and you just remembered it during couples therapy, all of a sudden it popped back into your brain? That just doesn't work for me.
1: Larry, I'm going to ask you, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to, because uh, I don't want to make this sound more, uh, I don't know, scurrilous than it is, but uh, did she she recover repressed memories with that couples therapy in 2012, or is there a possibility of implanted memories by therapists? And I ask that because Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've listened to some psychologists who have suggested this kind of thing can be done and has been done before. I'm wondering if there wasn't suggested memories that were put into her head and, and again, if you look at the timing of all of this, 2012, Mitt Romney was running. There was in the news uh, if Mitt Romney same way we had it in 2016. If Judge uh, or if uh, President Trump won, these are the kind of judges he might put on the Supreme Court. The, the name mm-hmm. Kavanaugh was first floated when Romney was running in 2012, and that's when right. she suddenly goes into couples therapy, and that's when suddenly something is is remembered by her or. Suggested to her, and then, of course, over the last last six years, on we go, and now this just comes up before three days before the confirmation hearing. I just any any possibility of that in your mind, Larry? I
4: I, I don't know. That 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 seems to me a lot of steps for her, but it's certainly uh, on the Democrat side. They sat on that letter uh, Mm -hmm. and they wanted to bring that uh, at the last possible chance so that Kavanaugh would not have a chance to defend themselves so they could drag this all out. But that was not on Christine Ford Blasey. I really think that she did not want her identity revealed uh, and the Democrats used her. They didn't give a damn about what kind of effect it would have on her psychologically. They wanted to stop this guy by any means necessary.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that's the reason I'm suggesting, you know, grand conspiracy, even going back as far back as that, is because of what you just said. Because, uh, Feinstein could have seven weeks ago said to, uh, uh, first of all, tell the majority, tell Grassley, we've got something here we're going to need to talk to this nominee about and have that conversation in their private meetings or have it in the wide open, you know, three day confirmation hearings, but address this at the time, deal with it however you have to deal with it so that you can move on. Instead, they played it politically as that Hail Mary after it's all over with and then, boom, just to delay this thing.
4: Right, but that's not on Blasey Blasey Ford's racket. That's on these guys, and and that's what they did. And that's why uh, I think one of the senators said uh, she's every bit as much of a victim as as you are, Judge Kavanaugh, because she was used. She was manipulated. They didn't care about whether or not it was true or false. Uh, They didn't care about the psychological damage it might do to her, as I mentioned. Uh, She's in therapy, and now she's a, a national figure like this and had to go before all these cameras. Um, they used her. Uh, and, uh, they did. And, and in my opinion, it, it backfired. You've seen that Blake has now said he's a yes. Uh, Corker already said he's a yes. I think I've, I've heard that Susan Collins is probably going to be a yes, Evan Murkowski. And we're going to take off some of these Democrats. Joe Manchin from West Virginia. How do you, how do you vote against his nomination in a state that Trump carries with that huge margin? And I think Heidi Heitkamp, North Dakota, will also probably uh, vote for him, as will Donnelly of, of Indiana. So, I think he's probably going to get about the same number of votes as did uh, Judge Horsage.
1: Um, the Democrats, Senate Democrats on the Judiciary Committee walked out this morning, or at least a lot of them right. did, which is postponing this right. thing. Uh, do they have to be there for the full vote for the full vote to be held?
4: No, as long as a majority are there. So if all the Republicans show up, because 11 Republicans and 10 Democrats, if all the Republicans show up, that's enough for a quorum, and they can go ahead and have a vote without the Democrats.
1: No, I mean the full vote tomorrow. If they have it tomorrow, do they, do they have to be there for the full Senate vote? Because uh, what if they walk out on Moss for that?
4: Oh, I see. Uh, I haven't thought about that. Um, my feeling is they won't do that. I've never, I've never seen anything. I've never seen them walk out in mass on a, on a vote. Uh,
1: yeah, but have you ever I'm seen anything go. like what we've seen in the last two weeks before? Because I that, haven't. That's
4: true. Well, I haven't seen anything from the very beginning. I mean, 50 uh, uh, persons didn't show up for his inauguration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Trump goes to visit uh, uh, Speaker uh, Ryan at the House. And you have Democrats heckling him, Democrat uh, congresspersons heckling him, holding up signs. I've never seen anything like that. Uh, and uh, the, the you know the beating that uh, President Trump has been taking uh, from the from the media from the very beginning, uh, this is just uh, unheard of. And still, uh, the the Republican popularity uh, approval rating, from for, as far as Gallup is concerned, hasn't been this high in almost seven years. And the gap between uh, Democrats and Republicans in the uh, in the House um, uh, generic uh, is uh, is down to about four points. So it's possible, Bob, that we may even retain control of the House let alone retain control of the Senate, Uh, in which case there will be mad suicide uh, in in this country come, come November
1: very well said. Last thing for go, Larry, uh, everybody is wondering how the voters will react to all of this. Uh, some have said, and and maybe you have as well, that if they don't get Kavanaugh confirmed, Republican voters are going to be so disillusioned and so angry, they're not going to come out and vote to, for them to keep their majority in November. But the way the Democrats have played this, we might be more fired up as a voting base, Republican and conservative voting base than ever before. Mm. And we may steamroll to the to the polls on uh, November 6th. Your thoughts?
4: I, I've always said the same thing. I believe that if this nomination got pulled, if it, if it didn't get go through, Republicans would be so ticked off, it would motivate them. Uh, quite the opposite. It would motivate them to go to the polls in November. Uh, it's not what I want to happen. I want uh, the nominee, nominee to go through. But if it doesn't, I believe it will motiv- motivate the base.
1: I certainly hope that is the case. I cannot hear, uh, wait to hear your thoughts in long form tonight. Larry Elder, of course, it's uh, air 7 to 10 right here on AM 1420, The Answer. Larry, thanks for checking in early with us. Always appreciate your time. My
4: pleasure.
1: You got it. Larry Elder, the uh, sage from South Central, here on AM 1420, The Answer. It's 1049. I've got time for a few more phone calls before the top of the hour. Go ahead and hit it now at 216 Right back after this. All right, 10.52 now, the Bob France Authority. Final segment. Let's get a few phone calls in here before the top of the hour. Mike Gallagher will continue taking your phone calls and reactions coming up at uh, 11, then Prager and Medved, and Seculo and Elder, and on and on we go. Thanks again, by the way, before just in case I forget to do it at the end of the show, to all of the guests who came on today, including uh, Rob Frost, chairman of the RPCC, R- R- C- R- P- C- Republican Party, Calgary County. Uh, thanks to Peter Kersenow. Thanks to Congressman Jim Renacci. And, of course, just now, thanks to Larry Elder. Uh, I want to go back to it, and uh, it looks like TJ has been waiting the longest. TJ in Cleveland, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir.
6: Yeah, you know, Bob, I was willing to give this woman the benefit of the doubt until I heard one thing, and from that point on, I knew she was nothing, not a victim, but a planet a uh, political hack. <clears throat> when they brought up about her flying, she couldn't fly to Washington because of her PTSD. Right. And then they discovered, we discovered, this woman's been jet-setting all over the world, and not Correct. just for business, but for vacation and fun. This is not a woman that has the fear of flying or claustrophobia, Uh
1: And the questioner did not do enough with that, in my opinion, because you're right. They caught her dead to rights. And Rachel Mitchell did not do enough to say, why did you make that up? Why did you lie? Because she tried to tell the story of, well, with the help of my friends, I was able to get on the plane. It was very hard for me. And then (laughs) when you list that she's traveled to here, there, here, there, French Polynesia, uh, uh, Bahamas, uh, Hawaii, all these other places, she flies all the time. It's just so much trash. They needed to, 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 to hit her on that, and they didn't.
6: And, and, you know, not only did this woman make a mockery out of the Me Too movement, she also made a mockery out of people that really suffer PTSD. And you hit it on the head with this Blumenthal. Why is he a senator? This man is questioning Kavanaugh's character when he lied, blatantly lied about his Vietnam service, which he didn't even go. The man should have been charged with stolen valor charges. elected to the Senate, and he's going to be questioning somebody else's integrity and character.
1: And specifically in the way he did, by saying that, you know, that Latin phrase, I think it was a Latin phrase or whatever it was, uh, that basically says once false, always false. Meaning if you tell one lie that's proven, then you don't get to be believed on anything. Well, you talk about being self-unaware, right? This guy, of all people, with his lies about his service, that means nothing he has ever said should be believed, if you follow his his, uh, logic on that.
6: Boy, that's absolutely the truth, Bob. And all I can say is you're right. If if this country puts these Democrats back into power, well, I'm telling you, we're in for a bad time. And not you just the conservatives, but the left also. They're gonna be in for a real bad time. Well, just
1: yeah, it's everybody. everybody. Every citizen will be affected by this because we are gonna it will be a totalitarian thanks for, for the call. Totalitarian socialist slash communist country for crying out loud. That's what they're trying to advance. Navy man Norman Strongsville. Go ahead, sir.
3: Two points, Bob. Uh, One, if I'd been that prosecutor, the first question I think I would have asked her is, you are aware, of course, Dr. Ford, that there's no statute of limitations uh, on sex crime. So why haven't you filed a complaint against Judge Kavanaugh with the Maryland County Sheriff uh, years ago or even today? Why don't you file a criminal complaint against Judge Kavanaugh for sexual assault today in Montgomery County? of Maryland
1: Very same simple. thing same thing for Avenatti's uh, client this sweat neck. Uh, why aren't you why aren't you filing charges right now for gang rape you can identify so specifically this man and others for being complicit in that why aren't you going after them right now and of course we all know the answer to that question but go ahead
3: yeah and what kind of moron goes to 10 parties where there's 10 gang rapes and keeps going and right. doesn't do or say anything about it are you kidding me but as far as Captain Combat Blumenthal goes I'm sure that T.J. and other uh, combat veterans like him really appreciate that scumbag being in the U.S. Senate. But one thing that that I wish Judge Kavanaugh had done when Spartacus confronted him or when he started calling out all the senators, he should have said something to the effect about, and there's one senator who likens himself to a Roman hero and yet feels up a 15-year-old girl and then brags about it. I would have put that in my little uh, entree, but I was so proud of Judge Kavanaugh. He came out swinging and Lindsey Graham. My God, Lindsey Graham's stock went up a thousand percent. But I think Judge Kavanaugh going to get confirmed. The Democrats, there's an old, there was a book out in a movie from World War II called The Bridge Too Far about how the Allies went too far in the uh, Battle of Antwerp, Belgium, and the Nazis clobbered them. And that's exactly what happened to Chuck the Schmuck. He went too far with this, and now his chickens are coming home to roost. And I think the republican base is really fired up i mean my neighbors who some who have been tepid, some who are not uh, really fond of trump they're pissed and the way he was treated judge kavanaugh and they're yeah. going to the poll so, so well anyway. i that,
1: th- thank you uh, norm that's exactly how i feel about it too and i hope that anger i won't use the word you just used but i hope that anger indeed stays with them now through november 6th the uh, bill is in uh chagrin falls that's where we were last night bill thanks for joining us go ahead
3: no, don't thank me. Thank I thank you for a wonderful show. I wish you were on TV every night on primetime so everybody can watch you every night all night long. You're in my own sanity. I can't stand the TV that's on. But Larry Elder's wrong. If About McConnell what? Does not, if he does not get confirmed, I'm done. I'm as conservative as they come 65 years old, and I hate seeing what's going on in this country. And if the Republicans cannot stand up and get this man confirmed i'm done you won't see me at the polls i will give it i think i think there are a
1: lot of people who are the same way bill and i thought and thanks for the call i I hate to cut you short especially with such kind words but i want to squeeze in maureen in broadview heights before we're done as well maureen i've only got 35 seconds go ahead
3: hi
4: um what i want to say is double standards with the democratic party are always their only standards and i'm thinking back on the benghazi hearings Hillary's famous line, what difference does it make now, was accepted by all. Yet we are going to put this good man through the
1: ringer on hearsay. That line that she used was accepted by all on the left. And, Maureen, I thank you for the call. I've got to run because Mike Gallagher is waiting. He's next. We'll see you Monday.
5: Enjoy the silence.